Good evening. This is Jim French, welcoming you to radio's new theater of suspense and imagination. As the Golden West Broadcasting Company presents... Crisis. In the Sulphur Spring Valley of southeastern Arizona, the road between Cochise up by Dry Lake and Douglas down by the Mexican border is one of the loneliest stretches of blacktop in the country. By day, it's so hot the horizon shimmers in the heat waves. The sand will bake a man's foot in his boot. By night, you can go miles without ever seeing a light, and the wind can come up and chill you to the marrow. It is such a night as this on the Cochise Road. How do you know where we are? I know. Boy, it beats me. How do you know just where to turn off the road? You Indians must have a built-in compass in your heads or something. You grow up in this part of Arizona? Nope. But, uh, I come here sometimes. Uh-huh. You're people from around here. Uh, this is Apache country. Oh. Well, what are you? Maricopa. Oh. Why are we stopping? We're here. What are you talking about? This is the place for you to wait, Mr. Greer. For me to wait? Well, what about you and the jeep? I'll be back. Now, wait just a minute, Crowfoot. I paid you $50 to take me to the man with the sculpture, and you're not dumping me out here in the middle of a desert. Don't worry. Don't worry. It won't be long before he comes for you. See the moon? What? Well, sure I see the moon. Uh, moon down, he'll come. Moon down? He'll come at moon down. And you're going to leave me out here alone? Why don't you stick around till he shows? He won't come unless you're alone. Now, wait. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Crowfoot. Wait! I, I Wait! A man stranded alone in the night on a sprawling desert, his only sure link with civilization, an Indian boy named Joe Crowfoot whose jeep is rapidly disappearing from sight. And all this in the search after an elusive rumor. Is it worth it to Carl Greer, even if he does find out the truth about the legendary sculpture in the Chiricahua foothills? Listen and find out as Crisis spins a tale of suspense called Incident at Moondown. Now, incident at moon down. Oh, it must be out of my mind. Crazy Indian will probably head for the nearest saloon and drink himself into a bloody stupor. Oh, great. That's all I need. Oh, what I'd give to be back in San Francisco right now. Or even back in Tucson. Back where I met this... Joe Crowfoot in that damn cocktail lounge. Hey, uh, are you the guy looking for the statues? Huh? I said, uh, are you looking for the Chiricahua statues? How did you know? Yeah, a guy told me. 
Well, sit down. Sit down. What guy told you? A friend of mine. Well, that's right. Yes, if there really are such statues. Uh, my name's Greer, Carl Greer. I'm with the San Francisco Museum of Art. What's your name? Joe Crawford. Well, I'm glad to meet you, Joe. Can I buy you a drink? Yeah, okay. Fine. What'll it be? Uh, beer's okay. Whatever you say. Uh, bring my friend a beer, will you? Thanks. Now, what is it you call them? The Chir... Chir... Uh, Chiricawa. Chiricawa. See, that's a mountain we got east of here. Uh-huh. And, and you know the statues? Yeah, I know them. And they really exist? Yep. Well, I guess you know I have been inquiring around about them. Up north, we've heard rumors that there's a native sculptor who won't let anyone near enough to see his work. Is that the man? I think so. This uh, sculptor, so the story goes, is a genius. They, they, they say his work is the equal of Michelangelo or, or, or Cellini. Uh, you may have heard of them. They're old masters. Uh-huh. Then you mean to say you've seen this man? Yeah, I, I've seen him. And you've seen his work? Oh, here's your beer. Thank you. That's all right. Well, this is fantastic luck. Either that or you're putting me on. Uh, is that it, Crowfoot? I mean, that's all right. I've been had by experts, but I, I mean, that's the only way you're ever going to run onto anything is, is to follow up every lead, you know. So, how about it? Are you selling me the Brooklyn Bridge? I don't know what you mean, Mr. Greer. I, if you want to meet this man, you know, maybe I can fix it. All right. How do we go about it? I'll call you. You wait for me to call. Okay. examined forever listening to him. What's he got up his sleeve leaving me out here like this? Between a crazy Indian and a crazy sculptor who may not even exist. But he did fool me the very next day, just like he said. Hello? Carl Greer? Mr. Greer? Yes. Yeah, this is uh, Joe Crowfoot. Uh, remember? Yes, Joe. Of course I remember. Well, uh, I got you fixed up. Well, now, what exactly do you mean? Well, uh, you wanted to meet the old man who uh, makes the statues, right? Right. Okay. I'll take you to him. You, you will? Well, that's, that's sensational, Joe. When? Tonight. Okay. Well, can't we meet him in the morning? I mean, if, if he's up in the mountains and all, I, I'd like to get a look at his work in the daylight. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you'll only do it at night. Well, well that's odd. Well, tonight it is, then. Okay. Be ready about uh, sundown, and uh, I'll pick you up. Yes, yes. Well, that'll be fine. Just fine. Oh, how much longer? Oh, moon down. He said he'd come for me at, at moon down. Well, it's almost down now. Another few seconds, and it'll be over the horizon. Funny, such cold light. But it's going to be colder still when it's gone. Oh, there, the last bit of it's gone. It's so dark. Only the stars. Wait, wait, what's that? Hello? Hello? Hello, I'm over here. Oh, can't see a thing. Maybe I imagined it. No, no, it's a horse. Hello? 
please. I'm alone. I'm here. Oh, why doesn't he call out? Oh, then you did find me. Am I glad to see you? It's so black out here with the boom down that I... Why, there's nobody on the horse. didn't have much choice, did he? A riderless horse, saddled and ready, moved straight to him through the black desert night. Eventually, Greer gets the idea and struggles up into the saddle. And sure enough, the horse turns around instantly and starts plodding back the way he came. Fantastic! What a brilliant idea! He sends a trained horse. I just wish I knew how to ride. How far is it, boy? Hmm? Much farther? How much farther? In some kind of canyon now. I hope he takes me back to the same place he found me. see you. But I can see you very clearly. Your eyes aren't accustomed to blackness like mine are, but you'll be all right. Can can I get down now? Sure. Thanks. I have my reasons for keeping the darkness, Mr. Greer. Uh, Step toward my voice now. I make no smoke by day and no light by night, so I can keep my privacy. You're ten feet from me, Mr. Greer. Uh, how do you like being a blind man? Uh, Not uh, very well. Would you like some light? Uh, Very much, yes, please. All right. Light we shall have. Oh, you've got a flashlight. Good. Good. Come into my cave, Mr. Greer. (laughs) Yes, I am a cave dweller. Like the Hopis. A good cave has it all over a house. Ah, you are now in my living quarters, see? Very comfortable. You you seem to know my name, but, but I don't know yours. Timothy. Timothy? Just Timothy. Like the Bible, Timothy. One name was good enough for him, but it's good enough for me. Well, I suppose Joe Crowfoot told you of my interest in your work. Uh, yes. I'm with the San Francisco Museum of Art, and and we've heard rumors about you. So I gathered. That's too bad. I live up here with something so priceless that almost nobody else in this country has as much of it as I do. You know what it is? Privacy. Solitude. I have everything I want, Mr. Greer... The world can have everything they want, so long as I can keep my privacy. And I have it. Uh, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, you, you certainly have. Except, why did you agree to let me come here? Oh, there have been others before you. Well, not recently. But I have entrusted my privacy to a few others in the past. I counted on their... 
discretion, just as I'm counting on yours. Oh, yes, but by all means. Privacy in this day and age is a rare commodity indeed. One thing I do miss. Oh? Talk. Talk? Well, talk is like everything else you have. If you don't use it, you lose it. So I talk to my statuary friends in here. Well, come on, this is what you wanted to see. Oh, you have another room. Many rooms, Mr. Greer. Many rooms. But this is where I work, and this is what I work on. Well? You did these figures? I did. May I? Go right ahead. Oh, but they're fantastic. May I have your light? Thanks, Dad. Fantastic! The detail, it, it, it's unbelievable. What is the medium? Hmm? What did you make them out of? Oh, materials at hand. Ah. A lime deposit in the water at the back of the cave. Ah, and a local clay. And then you fired them somehow, haven't you? You built a kiln. Oh, I use nature's kiln, Mr. Greer. The good sun that beats down on the mesa. Oh, that's unheard of. The surface is like china, like glass. Listen. Oh, pardon me, little Sheila. What? Oh, this is Sheila. Well, you don't walk up to a lovely young thing like Sheila and just snap your finger on her arm without excusing yourself. Now, now do you? Oh, Sheila. She's lovely. Look at the detail around her eyes. Why, you've got every lash, every single pore. Mr. Timothy, you're a genius. Oh, come and meet the rest. This is Paula. Isn't she a cunning one? And my old cronies, Elmer and Peter, playing checkers. Incredible. I can't believe it. And poor, lonely Carlotta. Your knowledge of muscle and skeletal structure is intriguing, Timothy. Where on earth did you study? Study? No one can portray the human figure as you did in these pieces with a, without an almost clinical knowledge of the human body. Well, I have eyes to see with. Timothy, may I stay with you for a few days? I know that's a terrible imposition on someone who values his privacy as much as you do, but I must watch you work. Will you permit it, please? Why, I suppose I could do that. Yes. And, and I'm almost afraid to ask, but is there any chance that you'd permit the museum to exhibit your work? No. I, I could guarantee you anything you like. Any money, any conditions. I said no. Then may I take photos? I, I have just a small camera with me, but... Uh, you brought that up here. Give it to me. There will be no pictures. But it's all right, Carlotta. It's all right now. It's all right, Elmer, Peter, Sheila. Oh, I know. You know, sometimes I, I think that naughty Sheila would like to get away from here and be seen. Uh, may I just take a few notes, then? Uh, would you tell me how you color these statues to, to get the lifelike tint in, in the skin and the eyes and, and the hair? Well, Mr. Greer, if you're going to stay here with me for a few days, you'll learn all about my secrets, won't you?
Joe Crowfoot. Hey, uh, how, how are you doing up here? Well, fine, ju- just fine. Say, are, are you mad at me, Timothy? <laughs> Why do you ask that? Well, oh, because of that dude I brought you. Oh, no, Joe. Mr. Greer and I have been getting on famously. He's quite a perceptive fellow. I've just been reading his notes that he's been making since he's been up here with me. <clears throat> Timothy obtains a glaze to his statuary that rings like china and is as hard as glass. Evidently, the mineral and atmospheric conditions in this region combine to produce... <laughs> Pretty good, eh? Well, I don't know. What did he pay you to bring him up here? Fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he looked okay to me. Oh, stop fretting, Joe. He's a fine fella. Well, didn't you like him? No, I, I didn't like him so much. Why not? Well, I don't know. He treats me like, uh, you know, like an engine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess he would. Well, you have to consider the life he leads. Have you ever been to San Francisco, Joe? No. Or to an art museum? <laughs> You're kidding well, people who live in high-toned places get to feeling a little like Superman, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, where is he? Greer? Oh, he's back in the shop right now. He hasn't taken his eyes off Sheila since he first saw her. But I thought he'd be more of the Carlotta type. You know, Carl and Carlotta, see? His first name is Carl, Joe. Oh. Was there... Something you wanted to say, Joe? Well, go ahead. Well, I I was just wondering if you if you want me to take him back today. Well, that's up to Mister Greer. Just a minute, and I'll go ask him. You just stay there, Joe, and I'll find out if Mister Greer has seen enough. Mr. Greer, Joe Crowfoot has come up from Tucson, and he'll ride you on back if you're ready to go. Well, all right, I'll tell him. Well, Joe, I'm afraid you made the trip for nothing. Mr. Greer isn't ready to leave just yet. Well, okay. I'll be seeing you. Goodbye, Joe. Anything you need from Tom? Not a thing, thank you, Joe. Okay, be seeing you. Now, where was I? The mineral and atmospheric conditions in this region combine to produce a glaze that merely requires exposure in the sun to harden into a vitreous state not unlike fine china. Hmm. Say, Mr. Greer, I have to congratulate you. You've only been here a few short days, and you've completely uncovered my secrets. Good morning, Sheila. Hello there, Elmer. Peter, who's winning? Hello, Carlotta. Yep, you've done it, Mr. Greer. It's minerals and atmospheric conditions that do it. There's one other ingredient, you know. Oh, yes, sir. Time. It takes time for the glaze to set up and harden. Are you getting there, Mr. Greer? 
Just be patient with me. You're getting there. Somewhere in the Chiricahua foothills, there's a modern-day cave dweller with a back room filled with the figures of two lovely women, two silent checker players, and a slender young man with a perpetual expression of surprise on his face. And if you were to look very closely, a look of terror in his eyes... Incident at Moondown featured Bill Swain, Norm Bobrow, and Mark Wayne, and was written and directed by yours truly, Jim French.